today I've got the brokering twins, uh, Jeff and Ryan Gardner, on the line, and we're going to talk a little bit about the brokering that they're doing, um, how you can work with a broker, and um, some of the, the learn from some of their experiences in the in the brokering world. Um, guys, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, we're Jeff and Ryan Gardner. We're uh, the twins. We we both think alike. There's two of us to go around, so uh, we get we'd like to think that we get twice as much done. Uh, we basically broker uh, products and services for people uh, online, and uh, we work for some big companies and we work for some not so big companies. And uh, uh, we we have several accounts, uh, anywhere from weight loss to business opportunity. Uh, we do uh, work for a company called Prosper, and uh, Prosper has roughly about 500 employees right now, and uh, we. With our online uh, lead generation, we help them do uh, anywhere. They they sometimes do a million, a million four a week in sales on their on their call center uh, floor, and they've uh, they've done some terrific things over the years. Uh, in 2005, they were they were nominated as Entrepreneurs of the Year. We would like to think that we had some help in that. So you're driving the sales volume for Prosper Learnings, approximately 60 million dollars in sales a year. Yeah, roughly. We generate the leads online, and it goes up to their coaching uh, sales floor, and we uh, they they go ahead and upsell them on coaching and mentoring. All right. Any other uh, major achievements uh, that you, you're doing at the moment? Yeah, we we generate a lot of uh, weight loss and uh, you know other other business opportunity. There, we specialize in the free plus uh, shipping offers, uh, the trial offers. Uh, we know how to generate quality leads. And uh, we also can deliver the quantity that people are looking for as well. Cool. All right. So you guys are identical twins, right? Yes, we are. Yeah. If you've seen one of us, you've, you've probably seen us both. So there's nothing more to see. <laughs> That's right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. So um, tell us a little bit about your brokering. I mean, I. Most brokers start like a CPA network or a lead generation company, or they're 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 very independent and come, become fairly closely tied with some advertisers. But I, I haven't heard of um, the, the case I've seen with yours is fairly unusual in that Prosper's become fairly large, and you guys uh, have gone in and, and decided to work, or in the past have been working with them full time. Why did you decide to do that rather than being out on your own? Well, we were out on our own at the beginning. We we basically uh, how this all started was we used to be on a sales floor like Prosper's, and uh, we were we were calling and um, uh, on 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 leads that were generated by other people, and we we then Ryan actually took off and uh, went down to St. George to work with a, a good friend of ours, Jeremy Johnson, and. Uh, uh, he, he there uh, learned how to generate some leads and, and went through the, uh, the system as, as far as, uh, you know, the Internet was quite a bit different back then. The leads that they were generating were coming from, from banners on free lotto, actually, where people would pick numbers. And uh, so they had to together figure out uh, how to generate more leads because uh, we have big sales floors here in Utah, and we, we were thirsting for more. Uh, Ryan figured out the, the lead generation side of it with Jeremy, and uh, they basically, uh, Ryan came back up north here in northern Utah, and we started a company together. And uh, from there, we we started our own company, and we were brokering deals for all sorts of people. Uh, it didn't matter what it was, and uh, we we 
brokered leads for Brady Whittingham, uh, Jeremy Johnson. Uh, we, we brokered uh, a lot of different offers. Anyway, uh, one day, uh, I, I've, I've, know, I've known Randy and Ethan, uh, Ethan Willis and Randy Garn from a, a couple different things in the past, and they asked me what, what I was doing as I, I met him in a restaurant, and he says, why don't you come talk? Uh, so we got together, and uh, they gave us a pretty good proposal to work in-house, and we could still do some stuff on the side, uh, I guess because we always like to have a little going on the side. But uh, we had uh, they introduced us and, and brought us on board, and we came in-house and uh, made an exclusive arrangement to just generate business opportunities for them. So but what, what made you decide to go from being out on your own to going and working with Prosper? Well, we know what kind of guys, uh, or, or what the volume of a sales floor can do since we came from a sales floor. We knew the volume that can be produced, and if we could generate so many leads for that sales floor, we would participate in the back end, a little bit in the back end rev. So you, the, the deal was you bring in enough quality leads, then they'll give you a, a, a little bit extra on the back end, and because you're in-house, there's more trust there, and, and then you're more focused on their stuff. Was that kind of how it evolved? Exactly. That's exactly how it evolved, and we 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 wanted to participate in in not necessarily right up front funds of of generating a lead. We'd rather participate in the upsides, uh, but be a little more patient in the beginning. And it it worked out very very well. So in hindsight, that was a good a good move for you. It was definitely a it was a great move for us. All right. And and, and also we got to we were able to keep doing our own stuff. <laughs> we we got to do. Uh, our, our side business was just broker other deals other than BizOps. So the BizOps was exclusive to Prosper. Everything else we, we were still able to do on the side. And, and our side stuff wasn't very big at the time. We kind of cooled it down and focused some of our efforts on Prosper's to get it built and, and get it going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago we decided that, uh, Ryan and I decided that we wanted to take uh, our side business uh, just go big with it and basically put a little more effort into it. Uh, Pro- the Prosper boys were a little bit uh, concerned about that because they didn't want us uh, uh, not paying attention to their stuff, and they asked if they could kind of buy in at that point to our company. And uh, we basically uh, started sharing in the rev as, as well as on our side stuff. So you and so you're actually now you're in Prosper's offices, but you're you're now back and focused on on you're independent again. Is that correct? Right. After after that, after a couple of years had passed and we started generating some good revenue, we actually, uh, you know, went uh, back to the point where Ryan and I own that business again. Uh, we basically you, so the, the, you own the business, but you have um, Ethan and Randy as investors in your business. Ethan and Randy are no longer a part of uh, our business. We we call our business now Advantage Multi Marketing. All right. And uh, that is solely owned by Ryan and myself. And nothing has really changed. We used to be big payout. Nothing's changed now. Just, just our name. Just right. the owners and ownership. Uh, so we still continue to do uh, a lot of rev- revenue through there. We generate a couple thousand sales a week on each of our offers. Um, and again, we focus on quality. Uh, but, uh, we, we generate a couple thousand sales a week on each of the, of the products that we, we market. And we only take, you know, a handful, maybe six, five or six, Good performing offers. All right. So when you say quality, I mean, what does quality mean? I mean, a sale is a sale. Yes. Well, what we do really is that we really focus on email or search. 
We don't do any co-reg incentivized. We've never done them and never probably will in the, here in the future. And the reason why is because we, we know that eventually with incentivized type cells, they don't perform as well on the back end as we know it hasn't performed well for Prosper on the back end uh, because we had tried some in the past, but we know that it's just not as good as quality of a cell. Right. And we'd rather sacrifice, you know, quantity over the quality. We'd, we'd always always get the quality first. But that's why people like to, to work with us. You know, there's a lot of reoccurring uh, billing offers out there, free, free plus uh, shipping or free trial offers, and they want to make sure that the people stay on after time. And what better is to deliver them good quality traffic? Right. Plus, they become a, a client of ours for a long period of time. I mean, we have three or four people that have been with us for about a year and a half to two years. So that's that's actually leads into a good a good topic. Um, let's say you you've taken on a client, um, and that client starts to discover where you're generating the traffic from. Maybe it's from other networks or various publishers or whoever. What's to stop that um, client from going direct and just working around you and cutting out your commission? You know, well, how I, do you keep? I feel, me personally, I feel it's the relationship that we have with the publishers. I think that everyone knows which publishers are out there, and there's only really a handful of people that it can actually really drive big volume, and everyone knows them. And what sets us apart is, I think, our relationship that we're able to build with those publishers. That, I mean, we've had several times where they've tried to contact them directly, but our publishers come right back to us and say, "Hey, these guys are contacting us directly." And we really feel that if it's a win-win-win for everybody, then there's no need to go around. But Usually the publisher has nothing to lose by it. I mean, if, if, if the advertiser goes directly to the publisher and says, hey, um, we'd like to increase the payout by 10% by going direct, and, you know, let's, let's cut out those gardener jerks, um, how, how, do you, how do you handle that? I mean, I'm, I'm we, being we, a we tell them, you know, Adrian, we basically say go ahead. Uh, we're, we're not at a fear of loss. I, I think that's really what separates us too is we believe there's plenty of money to go around. We, we do believe that, you know, uh, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered, and if somebody's going to try to go around you and do that, they're just not, uh, that well, isn't we a very deal with anyway. Yeah, it's not a good business practice, and if they want to try it, they, they sure can. I mean, like we say, every, everybody probably knows each other out there, and you know what, there is a way to work together and still make everybody a lot of money. There's no reason to try to go out and get greedy. Um, and, again, even that even comes back to us in our brokering. We don't take a lot. We'd rather see people successful and make this a long-term thing than try to be so greedy that it doesn't work for one of the, one of the parties involved. Right. And, and also, we, really, I, I, essentially, we help each one of our clients produce a great performing offer. We've done several things to help them tweak their offer to make it a little bit better or make it convert a little bit better. So in turn, it actually works better for them because our publishers are still happy and they want to keep producing leads for them and sales for them. So we, de- we help develop their offers at times so we can solve so, them. So that gives them the, the advertiser incentive to stay with you because you can help them and you give them some optimization techniques. And then just from a, an abundance standpoint, you say, hey, you know, there's a lot of money out there and, you know, we, we expect yeah. that we're pe- with people that are fair. Does that, does that a, sound like a correct summary? Absolutely. And, and you know, we, we take their, their offers and since we're online all day, every day, we, we know what's working and we can help them implement uh, some of those, those things into their own offers. All right. So they're happy with us, and they're usually happy with just keeping with us. 
Fair enough. So um, you talk about then percentages, um, and you talk about uh, not being a greedy percentage and then a, a fair percentage. So what, what are some typical numbers that you guys take? And how? To, well, how, what normally we about? take right around ten percent. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, if we get paid forty dollars on an offer, we'll usually take it out at thirty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. And then we'll also try and monetize some other things to help us generate some extra in, uh, revenue uh, on the back end. But for the most part, we try and keep it pretty simple and take just minimal margins to help the offer get more more qu- more quantity. So you go for a ten percent, and so that's your standard. Do, do, you, do you lower that ten percent if there's higher volume? It just depends on the it just depends on the offer. But normally, if we can get higher volume, we actually pay our publisher more. <laughs> but we do try and on some of our publishers, we pay them a little less. The big players, we pay them a little more. So it usually equates to you know ten to fifteen percent there. So. Hmm. All right. What, we do whatever it takes to make a, an offer work for our clients, too. Sometimes we may take less. Right. Now, why, why, are you, why are you doing brokering rather than just being an advertiser yourself? Well, we've thought about that long and heavily, and we've actually dabbled with that thought for quite some time. And instead of always producing sales and leads for somebody else, why aren't we doing Sometimes we just don't want the headache. Yeah, uh, we believe it's in uh, do what you're good at. Um, do it, do it uh, your best at. And like I said, we always believe there's plenty to go around. If we're good at brokering, let's let's do that. Let's not try to figure out. Let's say at the email side. Boy, if we were the emailer itself, uh, we could probably generate a lot of income. But that's not what we're good at. We don't want to have to figure that out. Um, let's just let those that are good at emailing email, those that are good at producing offers, produce offers, and uh, it, we make the world go around that way. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, you mentioned then that sometimes you do some back-end stuff with related to an offer, so you'll you'll take your 10% and then you'll do some other things related to it. What would those kinds of things be? Well, we could add an upsell on the back-end or, you know, like a – like a, like with a, health, a weight loss offer, we could say, hey, here's our our cardio program, a free workout program for five bucks, or something like that to help uh, generate additional revenue. So that's a way then you, you can take the advertiser who's already got an offer running and say, well, look, I can drop the the commission, so therefore we can get be more competitive if you if you'll add my upsell in, upsell into the back end. Correct. Right. Yeah, we've actually only done that with one person right now, but you know that's something that we always want to think about in the future. Plus, we also talk to them about uh, sharing in the data that we generate uh, through the traffic that we drive to help generate extra income as well. So you do your own list management, or you just hand that off to someone else then? Oh, we just hand that off to somebody else. We, like we say, is we let them do what they do best. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. What you're saying here is actually very similar to what uh, Ken from Primary Ads talked about. I did an interview with him about a year ago, and he was very focused on just doing one thing and not doing any of the other stuff. Yeah, like I said, you could you could get defocused almost. You could you could dabble in a lot of different areas, but uh, you know, if you're focused in one spot, I think you're going to do pretty good. And there's a lot to going in with owning your own offer as an advertiser. So sometimes that's not what we're looking to do. Right. Ryan and I, growing up, Ryan and I have always been really competitive because we're the exact same in everything. So if you go play basketball, we we are beating each other. You know, we we it's it's like playing against yourself all the time. We want to be the best in whatever we do. 
uh, we're very competitive, so we're we're going to go out there. We believe we're the best at what we do, and we'd like to. Uh, we always keep keep striving to do better. Fair enough. Um, tell me, um, let's say when you've been working with a client, or as uh, just doing brokering in itself, what assets do you end up with at the end of the day? I mean, I guess so. You do get you do get data from clients within, when you share in the data that's generated. What other assets do you actually come away with? Well, normally it's, it's coming up with a great people, you know, like publishers of, our, publishers of ours know that we come up with good offers. So as an asset, I guess it builds value knowing that when we go to a publisher and say, hey, run this offer, I mean, 90% of the time those offers perform really well. Right. We really stick to, like Jeff said, five or six offers that we know perform really well. We don't have a whole list of 300. We throw those right out the window. Let's right. just focus on the five or six that really work and get it pushed out there. Yeah, we could become an affiliate network and have three or four hundred. I mean, that's a, basically what affiliate networks are. They're brokers. So, you know, and, and they get some offers that are exclusive at time. We only deal with exclusive offers that really perform. We don't want to have a, an affiliate network that has a, a list of, of 2,000 offers to choose from. Um, but basically, we know whose list does well, and, and uh, we only get those kind of offers that we're looking for. So, so how it. does how does someone work with you guys? I mean, let's say someone. I mean, every advertiser wants traffic. How do how do how do you um, decide who to work with, and how do, how does people how does that start? Well, obviously, when somebody contacts us um, through our site um, or just through word of mouth, most of our clients actually come through. Uh, word of mouth through other people, but when they, we take, obviously take a look at their site, what they have, we give them any feedback that we can give them to see how to make the site better, or if they've got a great site already, we just get it tested out, and if it performs well, we, we run with it. But if it doesn't perform well, we go back, make a few tweaks, and then if it, if it continues to perform well, then we'll continue to run it. Right. So, um, but so you, you, anyone can come to you and you'll run a test for them. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we're going to take a, a quick look at it and see if it's something we want to even deal with, something we want to dabble with. Because again, it comes down to focusing on the on the ones that are working now. But if there is an offer that looks like it would do well, it's something new, something fresh. Yeah, we'll go ahead and take it and, and do a test to it. If it performs, we can drive a lot of volume. And so, what what does a lot of volume mean? Like, how much how, how much volume are you driving right now? Well, we have, like we say, five or six uh, different offers that are like free plus shipping, but we generate anywhere from a thousand to two to three thousand sales a week for each one of those offers, and those are actually buyers with credit cards. So we're talking about nine thousand, so four to nine thousand sales a month. Correct. A week. A week. So. How, how, what would be your total monthly uh, buyers? Oh, we can generate anywhere from twenty to thirty thousand buyers. All right, that's a that's a pretty decent volume. <laughs> yeah, we feel it is, and especially the right way that we know that they're going to stick, and the attrition rate's going to stay there for a long time. All right. Because if we drive volume, if we, if we drive, uh, you know, uh, lately there's been a lot of fraud, there's been a lot of uh, incentivized traffic, different things, and those people don't stay on, and, and the advertiser actually loses out because his merchant account goes down. Uh, 
you know, he's no longer in business or he's, or he's scrambling to try to figure out how things work. Uh, again, if we drive quality, we're going to stay in business with each other a lot longer. Do you actually get in and help the advertiser fix that sort of stuff? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's we want be it to be long-term. <laughs> we want it to be a long-term deal with them, not just something that's going to be a fly-by-night. So, Plus, it also helps us in getting paid. <laughs> right. So you mentioned the types of publishers you work with, uh, email and search. Can you be a little more specific? With who we work with? Yeah. Like, I mean, what are typical publishers you work with? <laughs> Jeff, do you want to share that or what? Yeah, we just, you know, the people that go to ad tech, that's where we find a lot of our people that, that we work with. I mean, all the people that are there, uh, most of them we work with those people. Um, and that's that's a great way to to, to get a, a lot of the brokers and, and different uh, affiliates that you work with. So all the people at ad tech, pretty much. And so if anyone's able to come to you and convince you to take on an offer, they've, they've got effectively all of the right doors that ad tech already open for them. Yeah, essentially, yes, but they got to have an offer. I mean, they got to have – see, see, when it comes down to it, I mean, you've got to have a feel for what works. Right. If it's, if, um, assuming the offer has a high ACPM, if they bring it to you, then you can knock open all the doors at AdTech and at that crowd and get the right publishers to run it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and like we said, everybody knows each other. It's just kind of going to come down to the relationship you have with that person, if he'll send your offer or not. I mean, they they have a lot to choose from too, right? Right. So when you say search, is that just um, Google and, and Yahoo paid advertising, or is it more than that? Uh, we do both, paid and then also search engine optimization. But we strictly, majority of the sales come from pay-per-click. Pay and do you guys manage that yourselves, or is that handed out to someone else? Huh? We, we hand it out to somebody else that's good at doing pay-per-click, and only pay-per-click. <laughs> right. And so that then tends to be, is that then a few people that are running pay-per-click or you just give it to one guy to run pay-per-click for your office and that's it? There, there might be, people. yeah. There might be two or three people that we run pay-per-click with. We try not to have them compete, like as far as one might be running a weight loss, the other one might be running, uh, you know, our Fenter Thin weight loss offer. We don't like to give them the same exact offer. So you try to avoid uh, competition in, in pay-per-click? Yeah, because all it's going to do is raise the price for everyone, and then the pay-per-click guy is obviously going to want more money, which in turn forces us to raise our prices, which we, you know, our publishers sometimes aren't willing to do. Right. Are there any other so, channels that you care about? I mean, do you have any guys trying any sort of um, making any special viral front ends for your offers, or do you work with any of the social networks or any of that kind of stuff? No, but we'll take any of them that you can send us. <laughs> if, if you want to, if you want to refer us to some of those people, we would love to dabble in that. So, well, so we only the, want again, we only reading. want again, we only want the best that are the best at what they do, right? So I want the best viral guy, or I want the best somebody who's the best at, at doing banners or making it work through banners, uh, pop ups, etc. So, fair enough. Um, and what about then? Um Media buying? Do you do you, do you give it out to uh, your offers out to guys who buy media on, on those, or do you ever do any of that yourselves? Well, we actually have two for advantage uh, multi marketing. We actually have two media buyers in house that actually helps us get the uh, get the offer out to the different publishers. They actually happen to be related to us. One's our little brother, and one's our brother in law that married our sister. Are they are they not identical twins? Also, I assume. 
<laughs> no, but some people think they look like brothers. <laughs> you only you only get people that look like each other in your company, is that it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fair Especially when one of us needs to go on vacation or something, they always come and you can uh, do the old bait and switch on them. Yeah, I guess you guys could do that a lot, huh? Oh, yeah. We take full advantage of being twins, you know? And so you should. Um, so when you're out there, um, so let's say someone brings an offer to you as an advertiser, what uh, what kind of volume are you, in-house then, you're going to drive a bunch of volume by buying media, is that right? Yeah, all of it's done by brokering. So all of it's done by media buying for them. But you're doing the media so, buying in-house. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is we we push, how we push the offers is I give it to uh, my media buyers and my media buyers get the offer out to the different publishers. So in-house, I don't know what you mean by in-house or. But these are these are your these are your your family members that are your employees that are then go and yes. they'll buy media for the offers at the same time. So in yes. fact, you're opening up three channels. You're doing email, you're doing search, and then media buying as well. Yes, and part of that media buying is also doing media buying for email and search, mainly. Yeah, so I mean, that's that helps <laughs> explain why you can bring a fair amount of volume. Yeah. Because I have two other guys promoting the same offer I am, just with different publishers, and they work with their, you know, whoever they have a good relationship, they obviously work with those people. Right. Any other channels that you work with? Not necessarily. No. Nope. I mean, we do we do a little bit of call center stuff, but you know where they, you know, we we try and like we say is we try and help our publishers, so we refer them to our. Different buddies, like for instance, in the Philippines, where they can call on the parcels that are collected to generate extra sales for them. Right. So you'll help an advertiser with that stuff. What about? Um, do you do you work with uh, call center upsells as well? Yes. So I mean, in an instance there, as long as it's not biz up. But if an advertiser comes to you with an offer and you're driving volume online, can you then also plug that into some call center upsells so that they drive volume that way as well, or is that not something you do? That is something we do as long as it doesn't compete with business opportunity. Right. Because we still have an arrangement with Prosper. Right. Who are, who are listening to this to find out what's happening, what's going on, huh? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so how can someone best leverage working with a broker? Let's say an advertiser well, we- comes to you. What's the best way to make sure that you, everyone everyone comes out well? I think it's just a matter of setting it up right in the beginning, just making sure that, number one, uh, the broker gets the right, uh, uh, has the right tools in order to, to make the campaign successful. So if you're looking at, uh, you know, they need to make sure they have an offer that converts, um, you know, and, and what's expected in the relationship. Uh, they're expected that if we drive uh, sales for them, they need to pay us, and uh, uh, we can, you know, both work together on that, so. And what, what are some sorts of things that you shouldn't do? Well, uh, you know, it, it really comes down to they, they believe that some advertisers uh, are a little uh, a novice when it comes to the Internet. They, they believe that we have control of pushing the button on when mail can be sent and everything else. If they're going to be kind of demanding and say, hey, where, where's my, my volume? Well, um, they should actually know why. Either their offer isn't converting or something has, uh, you know, 
something's happened, and we'll always be in, in constant communication. So they should know. They shouldn't even have to ask that question. All right. How much of what you do is so? You, I mean, you're you're dependent on a lot of communication. I mean, is a lot of what you do does it end up being minor, trivial work? We don't think it's minor. We think all the stuff that we do is major. But I mean, is it is it stuff like fixing someone's broken link and calling someone because they're unhappy about something? Or I mean, how how much of it is ends up being nope. heavyweight stuff, and how much of it means is is less less critical, you know, fairly easy sort of stuff? Well, there's a lot of that that goes on, and that's why we have our media buyers and ourselves to work with publishers and the advertiser and to be able to have a, a good communication between the two. A broken link is a heavyweight. <laughs> it's big time. Yeah, <laughs> right. You, know, you can't have a broken link. That's like a big issue. <laughs> that may sound trivial to some people, but, uh, you know, having a broken link or having an offer that doesn't convert, that's that's a big issue. You know, because sometimes our 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 advertisers change something to see if it'll work better, and next thing you know, somebody can't order. So it's a pretty big deal. So we we're on top of it, and that's why we're usually we're always accessible through IM or email or phone. So does this? I mean, in doing what you do, are you effectively on call all the time? My wife thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say we are. And so your guys are generally, I mean, as, as part of working with you as a broker, um, people can, can get a hold of you by, by cell phone pretty much whenever they need to. Absolutely. Hmm. Adrian, we have it so it's, so the uh, instant messenger is even going to our phone. Right. <laughs> That's when it gets real bad. <laughs> so how do you take vacations? Well, there's two of us. <laughs> there's two of us, so it's easy. <laughs> we never get to go together, but... Right. And do you, I mean, do a lot, does a lot of this stuff are you able to de- delegate or do you end up doing most of that back and forth communication yourselves? Oh, we delegate it. With our media buyers, they do a lot of the uh, day-to-day stuff, but if there's a bigger issue like, um, you know, an advertiser's trying to go to a search network themselves or whatever, yeah, we, we, uh, we get involved at that point. Again, we both think alike, so. If uh, Ryan's not here and there's a, a pressing question, I, I can answer it because we think just the same. So, and you guys, uh, what do you, do you operate as partners or co-CEOs, or how do you how do you? Well, I really this is Ryan, and I head up the uh, Advantage Multi Marketing, and Jeff pretty much heads up the Prosper Learning side of things. And so you we guys, kind of I mean, split it up. Yet right. we do we do both at the same time as well. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still both human, and although you look alike, you're still not the same. I mean, you must disagree on stuff from time to time. Of course. So we fight and get it done, and then we're friends five minutes later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we've been in we've been in fight matches here in the office. There's been oh. plenty of those. <laughs> and what is that? What, what happens there? <laughs> well, it's like UFC, so you know we're big fans of that. So that's usually what happens. <laughs> Somebody taps out and then we're done. So as you, as your new company grows, you can get like a cage out back and you know, have all that cage. Hey, 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 Avery, it's like this. I mean, how many people have you worked with before where you get so frustrated you want to hit them? We we actually sometimes get to that point, and then we're best friends after. You know, <laughs> fair enough. Not, it's, it's how it's been all our lives. Yeah. You know? 
Just so it, it hurts worse. That's the only so when there's get. when there's windows getting broken in your office, that people are prosper <laughs> like, oh boy, it's the Gardner Brothers again. Yeah. Oh yeah, they 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 already know when it gets heated. It's it's just a normal thing. Uh, interesting. We're, we're very passionate and we're very uh, competitive at what we do, and we're aggressive. We're we're, we're aggressive at, at getting things done. Um, I, I would think that if anybody. Uh, newest they, they they definitely say they can they can get the job done and we we want to do it the right way right so tell me just on another question working with prosper let's say um uh, when you're in in the deal you made with them was it all just based around uh, back-end sales did you actually end up with any equity in the company no it was all based off of back-end sales so the, the sales that were generated off the revenue that was generated on the back-end sales, that's how we got paid. So essentially, Adrian, uh, with our Advantage MM company, we look at this as a, just another account. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're, we're generating leads. Um, they're helping us pay for the, the marketing of those leads, and uh, we both share in the back-end revenue. Right, but so the, coming back to the and I asked this before, but just back onto it again, at the you're not in your equity. You're building up is relationships in the business. You don't you don't end up with company equity or something that can actually get sold. Well, well our advantage MM will you do? I'm sorry. With our advantage multi marketing company, right? We we try to build value, um, whether that's bringing in the data, bringing in different sources of income, but that's. Essentially, that's where we are trying to build value for our company. All right. I mean, broker brokering companies have value. Uh, they have relationships. They have. They know how to get. They know what the, the advertiser wants. They know what the the, the publisher wants. Both of them. Um, if we can put those two things together, that's some value there, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's been several companies that are just broker companies that have sold out and they've made quite a bit of money because. The, because because of their ability to do that, right? Do you ever do any offline brokering? I mean, if, if a, an advertiser is building a list, that could be monetized um, through offline direct mail and other stuff. Do you do that stuff as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. We do whatever it takes to help monetize uh, the data coming in, or, or monetize the traffic coming to the site. Uh, it re- that's what it's really going to come down to. If we can help everybody make more money, then. Uh, it's it's even a better win-win. Like so, for instance, a, a publisher, I mean, or an advertiser will come to us and say, "Hey, you know, you're like three dollars more than, you know, you're 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 wanting to charge us a CPA of three dollars more than the next person, but we'll actually show them how to get five or six dollars back in return through data management or whatever that we can share with them." So what would be typical ways then you work with an advertiser? You're going to do online list management. You're going to do offline list brokering. Um, uh, direct mail. Um, there's uh, a lot of different things. Like we've 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 hooked almost every one of our guys that collect a partial is what they call it mm-hmm. off the initial landing page before it hits to a credit card. But we've almost hooked every one of them up with, to generate more sales through a call center over in the Philippines. So. How much extra revenue does that uh, does that bring? Well, there's uh, they can they can upsell anywhere from ten to twenty percent extra. And then it's a lot cheaper for them as well. Right. Okay. Um, so you mentioned, and I know when you've been working at Prosper in-house, um, because I saw in your offices you've, you've been doing some of the optimization on, I mean, you, you effectively run Prosper's office, don't you? Because you, you run the leads. 
you're driving the leads. So you, what kind of, um, you want to talk about some of the optimization and some of the, the, the things you do there to make those uh, perform well? You know, we're, we're constantly giving input on what, what's going to help it convert better. Uh, and that's, that's why they like us kind of in the, in the trenches here. And they keep us close by because, uh, we can give them some feedback on what's working and, uh, give them some input on what we, cause we know both sides of the business. We know the lead side and we also know what it's like to be on the sales floor as a, as a salesperson and, uh, what kind of lead they, they would need in order to be able to upsell. So we bring a lot to the table that way. How do you think your knowledge of the, the back end has helped? I mean, what really difference does that make? As long as the lead comes in, that's all it makes. That's all the difference in the world. Really? It makes all uh, the difference in the world. Because you understand that it isn't just a lead. Uh, it, it's, it's the type of, the quality of the lead that really matters. And, uh, you can't just generate somebody that says, I'm interested in BizOp. Working yeah. from home. Most, most of these, the sales that we produce are what they call lost leaders. They spend a lot of money to get that one buyer. It's a hope that it performs well on the back end. So we feel it's probably everything to do with the offer and the, and the way it performs on the back end. So maybe then you can answer this question. Um, it's interesting around the Prosper offers. They tend to be focused on generating the lead, um, maybe a, a, a one-time sale so they can then be upsold something on, the, on you know, a larger price coaching. Why are they not also uh, putting people into a continuity program right at the start? Who says they aren't? <laughs> we, do, um, we do both. So. But you do do both at the same time. Yeah, they get upsold. Um, they get upsold like after they make a sell. Sometimes they get upsold into a continuity program if they choose to. But you're not put, you're not doing like everybody like uh, Brady and the other guys do with their free plus shipping offers. You're not putting them. You're not putting them into free plus shipping and then calling the leads, or you are doing both at the same time. Well, well it's still a numbers game, so. Whatever it comes down to and equates per sell, you'll know exactly what it generates in revenue on the back end. Right. So a, con- a person that signs up for a continuity program might be worth, you know, a hundred dollars on the back end eventually. And it's the same thing with with these uh, with the Prosper uh, biz op- opportunities. Same thing. I just look at the dollar amount that that lead is going to generate uh, after everything's said and done. So it's all a numbers game. But so you, you do do both at the same time. You're putting them both into continuity and you're calling them for coaching. Correct. That happens. That happens. Yes. And I mean, have, have you have you done cases where you've tested stuff like that and then found that it's it's damaged the offer? We of we do so. constant A/B testing on all of our offers here at Prosper, and uh, you know we we're always trying to produce the the best. So we we've tried it every which way, and we're, we're we always continue to try. We just uh, basically. We just signed on with another company to do some multivariant testing because we know we need our offers to convert better than the average offer out there on the Internet. Right. So in my experience with testing, because it's an area I've spent a fair amount of time with as well, um, there's three things that make the biggest difference. One is price, the second is the headline, and the third is the actual offer itself or what you're selling. Does that uh, reflect your experience? Yes, it does, for sure. Exact. That, that's really what it comes down to. <laughs> Price, headline, and then copy, you know, the offer. And it right. still comes down to the number of leads that's produced to help us generate the best on the back end as well, especially with the Prosper offer. I mean, we could charge $99. We're just going to produce a lot less leads, but it might produce the same amount of volume initially. But on the back end, 
we'd rather have more leads to call on that are that are a good quality lead because it might generate more revenue on the back end. Right. Um, let me ask you just another general question then on working with brokers. Um, how does how can someone make sure that they're not being ripped off by a broker? E, uh, overcharged, um, not getting good quality traffic, all of the things that can go wrong. Well, that's their responsibility as an advertiser to know. Um, I mean, pretty much they're going to have to make sure that the traffic that they're driving is going to convert. And obviously, uh, you know, I, I would always suggest an advertiser to ramp up, not just all of a sudden go out of the gates producing 2,000 orders a week. That's that's crazy to me. So if you generate a few hundred and then, you know, within 14 to 21 days after those uh, that first week of sales that have come in, you'll know how well it does on the back end. How, how many of those people you can charge on a continuity program or how well they're doing on the back end on an upsell, upsold coaching and mentoring program. How to make sure an advertiser doesn't get ripped off by a broker is they've got to use the right people, people who have had experience, and maybe even ask around and see uh, what kind of reputation they have. That's why we only want to deal with uh, reputable companies, you know. Yeah, and so and, and to that end, you're obviously you, you guys are in the middle. Um, it, it's it's advertisers um, do run into problems and aren't able to meet cash flow and that kind of stuff. I mean, how do you, how do you handle and how do you manage not getting uh, not getting squeezed like that? Uh, just just making sure that we get the payment. Uh, we we actually if we start doing a certain amount of volume, we demand not demand but we ask for payments weekly. Uh, you know, if we produce leads Monday through Sunday, we, we want to get paid by the following Friday so it doesn't leave us out too long. Yeah, it eliminates the risk that we have as a broker. Now, we're still, a we're still taking risk. a risk. Yeah, and, the, and that can be a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, we're taking it two weeks. Absolutely. When you're producing 2,000 leads uh, each week on each uh, offer, on each offer, and each offer is paying us anywhere from 30 to $40, I mean, we're talking a lot of money. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, an area I'm interested to know if you have any thoughts on um, is an area that um, a lot of people are having trouble with is international traffic. Do you guys have any experience or any thoughts on uh, how people can best monetize international? Well, I, I think we're still trying to figure that out as well. Some of our offers don't accept traffic, international traffic, but uh, like our business opportunity offers, we always try to... Uh, get people to run uh, like uh, traffic from UK, Canada, Australia, anywhere that speaks really English. Because it's really it's it's pretty pathetic to say international means everywhere, not US, but the traffic just doesn't work as well. Yeah, I mean we 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 haven't had a lot of experience. It just I, I think it's because they don't they may not understand what they're doing, uh, and the and the communication barriers there. So. All right. So most of yours only accept U.S. traffic? Right. Right. Yeah, probably 80 to 90% of our offers do. So, yeah, one or two offers can accept traffic from everywhere because most of them are dealing with U.S.-type offers. I mean, like our weight loss offers, they just want to strictly deal with uh, Canada and U.S. just because of shipping reasons. Right. Fair enough. Um, anything that you guys would like to talk about? Some interesting things that you're working on or things that are going on that you see in the industry? 
Good question. <laughs> Do you want to we, talk about like the, to think that, sorry, We like to try and be ahead of the curve, obviously, instead of, uh, you know, being on the tail end. But, um, I, I think, I think right now there's a, a big issue with fraud and, you know, we, we have a pretty good uh, grasp on that. If, if an advertiser chooses the wrong broker, the broker will deliver him a lot of fraudulent traffic. And he'll or, find out two months later. Oh, well, yeah, two, two, three months down the road, they're having merchant account problems and the account's no longer there. Right. And, uh, you know, we have a lot, of, we have a really good grasp on, uh, you know, uh, making sure that we're driving the right kind of traffic. And, uh, the fraudulent leads are, it's, it's a bad, bad, bad situation and it is going rampant right now. Somebody will actually take somebody's credit card and, uh, use it online and you call these people up and say, was that you that bought the program? And they'll say, I haven't even been on the internet today. So it's, it's a big time issue and there's a lot of affiliates. I even have a list of banned affiliates that can't run offers. When you say fraud, I mean, the, the, the issues that I've been hearing about in, for the free plus shipping offers have been around uh, people using gift cards to buy offers. Are you talking about something different, just generic fraud? Yes, I'm talking about, I'm talking about those and just straight up credit cards. People are stealing, uh, they're actually using credit cards and they, and what's crazy is these affiliates will use the actual, uh, or not, not the affiliates themselves, but the, the people using the fraud credit cards will actually use the person's full information because they've got to allow the credit card to go through um, and we'll call those people back and, they, and it wasn't them that ordered and so the, the reason these, these this is being done is the affiliates uh, they want the commissions right because they're getting you know for a 495 offer uh, the the credit card is charged for four dollars and 95 cents but the affiliate makes 30 40 dollars right I mean isn't that extremely easy to catch and stop I mean why is it such a problem it, it, it really is hard because it's all the correct, uh, you know, the people's correct information. However, the people don't check their credit card statements for months later, right? Uh. And they've already paid the affiliate to drive the traffic. My problem is, is these affiliate networks allowing all these certain people to sign up. Right. I mean, if there's an affiliate that, that's driving fraud traffic, why would this affiliate network want them on their system? I think gift cards is is really minimal, and I think they've got ways to now prevent those type of gift cards that you can buy at like Walmart and Target, and I think they can prevent those uh, based off those numbers. But I, I think gift cards is very very minimal compared to what's actually legit fraudulent orders. The, the biggest issue in the last few months for anybody with the free plus shipping, even my Prosper offers. It has been the fraudulent leads. It's been nothing but a headache. Uh, we feel like we've got a really good grasp on it at this point, but we've learned a lot of lessons uh, through the process, and there's other people that have learned uh, learned a lot of lessons the hard way. Well, how much do you think your lessons have cost you so much so far? Uh, pro- uh, well, I know for sure it's cost over uh, 150000 Right. I mean, that's pretty minimal because we've been able to go back to our affiliates to say, hey, don't pay these guys or or whatever. So, and there's some affiliates that uh, affiliate networks they won't even tell us who the who the affiliate that drove the traffic is. See, they're protecting these people. That's what I just can't get. Hmm. So, in in my, you know, that's what they have to deal with. Those affiliate networks, they've got to be better at screening these people who are are signing up to drive traffic 
to any offer in their network. Who knows? Maybe they have something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going to get a bad name. I don't want to mention any, but it's like it, I almost would prefer not to do business with some affiliate networks because the, because of that. They allow people to come in, sign up fraudulent traffic, and they'll basically protect this, this individual. Why isn't there some sort of like industry organization or something that where everybody centrally uh, provides the, the names of uh, fraudulent affiliates so they all get blocked? I've, that's exactly what I've been doing. I've been putting together a list of band band partners, band mm-hmm. affiliates, and I send it to all the networks so that they know not to allow that individual to sign up on their network to run any of my offers. Right. So I, I continue to, to put this together, but you're right. There needs to be a, some kind of organization and frankly, I think the FBI needs to get involved. It's hmm. a pretty serious crime. I mean, they're stealing people's credit cards to get paid a certain amount on it. I'm I'm pretty adamant because I've had such headaches with this. <laughs> what and what have you found has been the best technique to stop it? Having great filters up front. Um, you know, we don't even process a card through Prosper anymore without uh, looking at the whole information. And if if we we look for certain patterns. And if we see that there's a pattern involved, we call that person up immediately before we even process their credit card. Do you guys call them, or do you have someone else calling? Them? Do you, like, do you give them out to like? A I customer? have a customer service uh, center. Yes, it's my own in-house customer service center. So you look at you. You, you basically you, you're talking like you set the AVS security as being really high, and then looking for for specific patterns on the the card information and once those patterns are triggered then you'll you'll hand those off to your customer service guys who'll call them before they build right and then the other thing is just to get feedback on those leads as quickly as possible let's say if the lead passes through our filter system it goes up onto a sales floor if somebody has an issue or they call this individual and they say this isn't me i never placed this order they get that back to me right away so i can notify the affiliate manager right and then they shut off people in their network sometimes. Uh, but sometimes that's, that's you know, you can go straight to the publisher and say, you're driving fraudulent traffic, let's shut you off. Hmm. And so do you feel it's an issue that's under control now? Oh, yeah, a lot better control now. I think it's, we're, we're in a lot better situation. In fact, anybody, you know, advertisers that come to us, that's something that we can offer them part of the asset that we like to feel we provide. Hmm. Again, it's all about driving that quality traffic. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I know that fraud one's, uh, fraud's a, is a big one. Um, anything else you want to talk about that's going on? Nope, we're, we're busy. We need to get back to work. <laughs> Fair enough. We got, we, got, we got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, um, thank you both for making time for the interview. It's uh, been very, very interesting. All right. Thanks for your time.